There it is, it's over. The Roosters have won it. Minor premiers become major premiers. Yes, that's right, Rabs. Roosters 14, Storm 6, and what a game of football it was. Bells, we were there at the SCG. A great crowd of 30-odd thousand to watch two teams, two of the form sides of the competition all year, tough it out in a hard-fought victory to our boys. Plenty of talking points out of the game. Of course, Luke Keary uh, was the major talking point post-match, but he's since been uh, free to play. But we also have the return of JWH. Look, where do you want to start, Bells? It was a great game of footy. What a game of football, Silky. We were out there at the game. The atmosphere was electric. On the edge of our seat at some points. There Absolutely. was some colourful language being thrown around now and then, but what a game of football. We did it. We're in. GF this Sunday. Can't believe it. Back to back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we haven't been allowed to say that all year. I know, but can we do it this week? I think we can. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what we will do. We'll ask the coach himself because that's right, exclusively this week on Roosters Radio, we'll be talking to none other than Trent Robinson. But also, we're going to have a chat to a player of the 74-75 grand final winning teams, Billy Mullins, a great winger back in that time. And of course, his son, Brett, was part of the 2002 uh, grand final winning team. So going to have a bit of a yarn uh, with Bill, quite the character he is, um, and really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. It'll be um, interesting to hear someone from the 70s that went back to back and then comparing it to the modern game today. So looking forward to that chat. Bells, let's talk about the game. If I think back to last Saturday night, there was a couple of amazing performances or just individual efforts. And uh, one that stands out for me was Cooper Cronk. Mm-hmm. Now, we know that he pretty much set up the try for Teddy to score where he threw the dummy, made a break, got the ball back from Angus Crichton. Uh, and then pass the ball to Teddy to score the try. But prior to that, in the the previous set of six or uh, two sets back, he made two try-saving efforts, one on, uh, I think it was Olam, uh, and there was another one by Jerome Hughes. Three massive plays in the game, and look, we know we bought him to win premierships. Hopefully um, this week that will come to fruition. But I just thought from a bit of individual brilliance, it was was next level. Yeah, he had an outstanding game, and... His defence is is awesome. So, yeah, those two try-saving tackles were, you know, they could have been eight points, eight, ten points ahead. So without him there, we, it could be a different story. And it's I've said it before during the year, but when you watch Cooper live off the ball, what he's doing yeah. is like you can't explain it. His arms are going – he's a traffic controller. Yeah. His arms are going everywhere, but he's pretty much running that whole side out on that park. So he's such an asset to have this weekend. Boyd Cordner as well. What a captain's knock. 
you know, scored the first try off some individual brilliance from Daniel Tupu. The way that Toops was able to offload that ball to Boyd, you know, he had two players on him. He had the the uh, the one hand just holding the football like to get the offload away. Four players on him. It was amazing. <laughs> and I have said it this year on the show, Daniel Tupu has been arguably our most consistent player. Look, we've got Teddy who's the best player in the world right now, but geez, Toops has been good this year. I think he's had one of his best years. Oh, without doubt. Just, you know what's different in the game that I, in my opinion, the consistency. Absolutely. Um, you know, he was always known to have that error in his game. Sometimes you, when he got the ball, you'd like hold on to it, you know. But um, this year he's had an amazing year. But back to Boydie, uh, you know, some strong carries, obviously being there to score the try. He just led from the front. And uh, as someone who's supposedly carrying a little bit of a niggling injury, what a performance. I mean, the forwards played outstanding as well, but all week we were discussing who's going to stand up. You know, Jared's not in. Who, who's going to lead this pack? And Boyd popped his hand up as the captain he is, and he was phenomenal. Well, talking of standing up, the first hit of the game. Well, there's a couple of hits, but uh, <laughs> oh, boom, boom, Siwa Takiyaho throwing a couple at uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona. I love the uh, tete-a-tete they had there. Unfortunately, both spent 10 minutes in the bin, but I really feel that that set the tone. Like, you know, Siwa got a little push in the face. He didn't cop it. He came straight back at him. And, uh, you know, from that next 10 minutes on when they both were off the field, we dominated that mm. uh, part of the game. Yeah, and and all oh, hats off to see why he didn't he didn't back down. No, he, he did he not. He took the big fella on, which was good. So <laughs> and lucky for Nelson, he missed with that right hand because I reckon there's a bit of power behind that uh, that right hand. See, see was. <laughs> but um, yeah, as you said, we we definitely did. We we had the momentum in that first when they were both off the field. We controlled the game really well and. Also, as you alluded to before, Silky, we've got to talk about Teddy. He was oh, outstanding every single game this year. He's just been so good. And that try-saving tackle on Smith yep. on the line, that was another game changer. Uh, and he also scored one of the tries. So he had a great game. And I hope he gets that daily M. Oh, he's a moral. He's an absolute moral. There's no, be- there's no one playing better football than James Tedesco all season consistently. Other notable performances, Angus Crichton off the bench bells. Dominated uh, that right side of the field, made some uh, you know huge runs. Um, obviously, he was the player that set up that try for Teddy with uh, backing up Cooper Crock. But I thought his uh, impact off the bench was uh, exceptional. Most definitely, and uh, we're still in the dark in regards to Orbo whether he'll play on Sunday. That was a big knock he copped on yeah. the weekend. Um, so we'll find out a little bit more later. But honestly, knowing that we've got Crichton. Obviously, he's an outstanding player. So he had a great game on the weekend. Who misses out? JWH back in the side? Look, I I, I think the bench played awesome on the weekend. I think Lindsay Collin played really well, but he had not a lot of time. So I'm assuming Zane played a great game as well. So for me, I mean, I'm no Trent Robinson, but I'm assuming that Lindsay may be out if JWH is coming back in. He's a young kid. He has had the grand final experience, but um, I'd say for me, he'd be off. I wouldn't mind having a little wager on JWH for the Churchill. Mm-hmm. I think having the week off, um, we know that Papali is the the heart and soul of that side by way of the big carries, you know, scored that try against South. I reckon JWH is going to make it his job to nullify his impact. There's talk in the media that, you know, he's going to get sin-binned in the grand final. He's going to do something stupid. You know, it's going around. But he came out and he shrugged all that off and I think he's going to have a cracker. I'll, um, or Keery will go back-to-back Clive Churchill. Ooh, That's a big call. Radio <laughs> proudly supports uh, Luke Keery and, of course, 
We'll probably throw something on that as well. You're on Roosters Radio. When we come back, the one and only Billy Mullins. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. And joining us on the line, well, he was a member of the 1974 and 75 grand final winning teams. And even still in 2002, his son Brett played in the grand final winning team back then. It's the one and only Billy Mullins. Bill, welcome to Roosters Radio. Thanks very much for having me. Bill, let's kick things off. Uh, you started at the club in 1968, but were part of that 1974-75 premiership winning team, and um, you know, arguably one of the greatest teams uh, that the Roosters have ever put on the field. What was it like to be part of a team with legends such as Beetson and Coote and, of course, the great Jack Gibson? Well, we had we had a team of uh, mateship was a big thing in them days too. Like we were all we were one. We weren't you know if we went out we went out all together. Jack had a a uh, system where if you had a party you all went. And I'm like I'm just saying first grade, first, second, and third. I remember having a housewarming and I uh, I was uh, invited a few of the boys and and Jack came up to me and he said. Uh, how you going? What's happening this weekend? I said, I'm just having a bit of a uh, housewarming at home. He said, oh, that's good. He said, have you got enough got enough taties? And I said, enough what? He said, taties, potatoes. I said, yeah, i got a few more. And he said, how many steaks and sausages have you got? And I said, oh, I don't know. Kilo of this and a kilo. No, he said, not, not, not enough. I said, what are you talking about, Jack? He said, uh, well, there's going to be a fair few there if you haven't invited them. Some of the teammates said, you fight the lot. So I had first grade, second grade, and third grade in the backyard. And it wasn't a big backyard, and I had a, a couple of bricks and a hot plate. And that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the cul-de-sac street was packed. People were coming getting autographs. And uh, it was, yeah. Good we shoulder to shoulder in the backyard. Yeah, that's, so that's what we've we done. And, you know, and, and to win a grand final... But uh, the the win in '74 was uh, it was just a sensation. Like you know, you lived on it for for the next year, and the the win in in '75 was just you just knew you had to you you did what you had to do. You you weren't as nervous as you was in the in your first yeah. win. You, you so, you know, Bill, do you, do you reckon that'll play into this weekend's game? I mean, the fact that they've been there, done that this time last year, is that an important part? Do you think to them uh, winning on Sunday afternoon? Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. But what what also helps is they got a couple of young blokes at their first grand finals. Yeah, and, and which and they'll be trying their butt off. But you, the enthusiasm can take take a toll. It can it can knock you around, or it can keep you going. And uh, you've got to have people talking inside and out. Yeah, mm. you know you. You got to stay. Don't move. Not yet. Stay. Keep your line. And all that's what we used to do. We just used to talk to each other on the field all the time. You know, no matter what you're doing, you know where you were. Fill in there. Fill in there, mate. Go back. Go up. Yeah, you know, it's all part of the game. And and if you've got a, dis- a defensive structure like East have, which is probably the best in the comp, you know your job. Now, Bill, with your experience going back to back and. The boys have got a big week this week and uh, Robbo alluded to you have to keep it as a normal week going into a normal game of football. But if you had those young guys in a room that have never been in a grand final before, what would you say to them right now? Well, you can say what you want, but 
it's what they take in is a big thing. Like, you know, I'd just be telling them to enjoy what you're doing at present and enjoy what you do outside, but don't get over it. Don't get carried away. It's another game of football. I know the grand final. People say it's another game of football, but it's it's the biggest football game in the season. But you just tell them to relax. Just try to relax early. Get in, get a tackle, make a tackle, be tackled, and just relax and get in the mode of the game. That's that's all you've got to do. Just, okay, last week we won. What did I do last week? Blah, blah, blah. I'll do the same this week. Like, you know, exactly the same. But it's it's the following week. It's the grand final. But as long as you don't get too much overawed, you'll be fine. Yeah. Now, Bill, being a massive winger that you were, and such a great winger for our club, over a hundred tries in your career. Yes. Our wingers at the moment are on fire. Toops and B Morris, they're, they're really playing well. How, what's the difference between the old wingers and the oh, modern era wingers? The corner post is the big thing. Yeah. You know, I probably could have scored another 20 or 30 tries over my career if the corner post was allowed to be retouched, like, you know. And they've got all well, their... They're attuned to diving up through the air and doing the air, and that's all... Gymnastics. All part of the game there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You learn gymnastics with with weights. Like, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. And, but I... Um, I uh, I was pretty lucky. I had a couple of great setters, Harris and Brass. Like yeah, you know, they were. Mm. Yeah, you know, we had a pretty good team. We were oh. we were <laughs> just a pretty good yeah. one. <laughs> we, the two grand finals we won. We never had a try scored against us. No. Oh, wow. No. Let's you talk know, about that team, Billy, because there were some absolute legends of our club, but none bigger than the, the big man himself, after the beats. And uh, have you got a good story or a yarn you can share about Arthur? Maybe. Well. Uh, I got a lot of stories. <laughs> um, one of the funniest ones, it was Arthur had a reputation of uh, enjoying a, uh, a square or a round meat pie. <laughs> and if anyone says he didn't, they're a liar and I don't know him. Because he ate pies like he ate you know, fish and chips. Jack put us on a uh, carbohydrate clean-out. So what you do, you clean all... You, you don't have pasta, you have you don't have sugar, and you I just forget all of it now. But you you starved yourself of all those for one week, and then you boosted it up to the following week to have a uh, more energy, as they reckon. Yeah, we we weren't used to that. We were only truck drivers, and you know, we used to work had to work to make a quid. Football was an enjoyment; they got a couple of dollars out of it. But so, and Arthur used to talk to his food. Oh, geez, yeah, I'm just, this is nice. Oh, oh, wow. So, you know. He had a relationship <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did. He just did everything. Oh, Jesus, this is tasty. And then blah, blah. So we've been going a few days and we, had, and we had a game coming up and we were still on this bloody diet thing that Jack did. And while we always used to get there for third before third grade to watch third grade and a half of reserve grade. So the old sports ground. And I've gone to the toilet and I'm doing my business in, in the trough, like, you know, and uh, next thing I hear this, oh, jeez, oh, 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 that's nice. Yeah. And I said, Lee used to call me meat axe and I called him tubby for the same. <laughs> and I said, 
are you in the toilet, Tubby? And he says, who's that? Don't you me that. So I said, yeah, what? And I, I could hear him. I walked down and I kicked the door open. <laughs> and he he wasn't, he was just sitting on the toilet with two pies. In <laughs> <laughs> he was sneaking. <laughs> he went, he, yeah, he said, oh, I can't handle this stuff, Billy. It's meat, meat ex. He said, this is too hard. <laughs> oh, what a great story. <laughs> now, Bill, yeah. just as you mentioned uh, just then, Jack Gibson putting you on, you know, a diet as such and, and food, it, it just shows how before his time was in the coaching, you know, because these days obviously the head coaches have nutritionists now, yeah. in, in uh, you know, on their team. But yes, exactly. last week we had Nick Politis on and we had a bit of a chat about Gibbo and, and Robbo and, um, you know, Gibbo's had five premierships, Robbo's on his way to three. What are your thoughts on comparing both of them together? Comparison in this day and age compared to Jack, as you said, Jack was before his time. Mm. I thought they still got the same. They look like they got the same uh, characteristics. So Jack was a quiet man, but he, he, if he said something, you, you knew he meant it. Like you know, he wouldn't talk. He wouldn't talk to you in a harsh voice. I say sometimes, I don't think you went well, Billy. What what's, what's the problem? Like yeah, and you, he'd make you tell you. Tell him what you haven't done, if you understand what I mean. Mm, yeah. yep. How do you think you went today, Billy? Like, you know, because he always picked on me. <laughs> I don't know why. But, uh, and Robbo seems to be a very uh, thinkable coach. He mm. always seems to, um, you know, have things in place. Like he asked me a few years back, he said, what's the, what's the remedy to back-to-back? And I said, well, you win your first one, you win it with defence and that. I said, your defence is good, but I said, you, every team will improve 10 to 20% to try to beat you. And I said, you gotta, you're going to make a few different choices in, uh, in attacking that because every team in this day and age have got TV, they've got videos and blah, and they study. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you manipulate this and that, keep your defence because your defence is going, you know, it's pretty bloody good. But, your attack, if you do little things that are not what the team thinks you're going to do, that creates your openings for you. Like you know, so it's uh, it's uh, they're they're very similar in in you know, and as you said earlier, it's very exciting for them, and I'm excited for the all mm. the supporters and the and the players who are who are playing this weekend. And my son won't. My son will have a uh, bit of a. Uh, well, let's ask you about that. I was about to ask you, Billy, because obviously Brett Mullins was an absolute try-scoring genius uh, at Canberra and uh, was lucky enough to win a premiership at the Chooks. So yep. I, I suppose, A, where, where do you think his allegiance lies? And uh, B, like as a father who you know who, who's won premierships, what was it like to see a young bloke lift that trophy aloft? Oh, I had tears run down my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it was uh... – it was a big effort when he won for Canberra, and I had tears run down my eyes again when he won <laughs> for, for East. But uh, I don't know how he's going to handle it. He'll, he'll, if someone rings him, he'll tell him what he how he thinks. He played, I think he played ten years or so with, with Canberra, and yeah. only won with us. Yeah. But uh, now, lastly, and, uh, mate, before we let you go, and we really appreciate your time today. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's get a score prediction. Obviously, uh, I know you got the red and white and blue glasses on, but uh, you know, how do you see it? What's your what's the final score? Jeez, 
I've done this once before when Brett played in uh, in in the East, and I predicted I predicted twenty twenty two to to ten when they played, and I'm going to go I'm going to go East by elite eighteen. Okay. There and what go. about uh, Clive Churchill? Who's your best and Sorry, fairest? No. Oh, there's, 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 no, there's no, there's two. There's, there's out of two people. I'm a great Cordner fan. I reckon he's a great captain, a, a brilliant leader, but I can't go past the fullback. I, uh, I think he's phenomenal. Really think he's phenomenal. He's improved since he's come to East, so that shows you how much. Our co- the coach has done there, and I think the whole team's improved. But the Wasteland, he is brilliant. He, yeah, I don't know how he gets through some of the some of the holes. When I, but he's, uh, yeah, he's good in defence. He's good in attack. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's an good outstanding. In the air. He's an outstanding you know, so player, and hope he, hopefully he gets that daily M award so this I. week I, as well. Now, Bill, so thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been amazing having a chat with you and we really hope you enjoy the game on Sunday and East to win. God bless you. Welcome back, Roosters fans. And, of course, as always on Roosters Radio, you don't get any bigger name than this. Well, we did last week with the chairman, but he'll be replaced by this man as chairman one day, no doubt. We have our coach, Trent Robinson, online to talk about uh, this week, grand final week, a week at the start of the year, he refused to talk about, rightfully so. He has a one-week focus, but we are here. Robbo, firstly, welcome to Roosters Radio. Second, congratulations on an amazing achievement. Yeah, Bush, Silk, Bell, how are you? Um, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, proud moment last weekend, uh, winning the game and getting into this week. It's what uh, what we sort of train for and work for. There's sort of the other part of it about, the way that we uh, like to do things, but the the ultimate goal is to get into this week and win this week. Robbo Bell's here. Awesome work on the weekend against the Storm. Um, now, next one, next 80 minutes, we're all looking forward to it. What does it mean to you personally to go into another grand final? Well, I, I think the challenge of these weeks, this is what, uh, as I said, like there's a long-term strategy about how do you set up a season and then there's the short-term bit. Now, our season's going to last a week now. That's all it is. So now it's about uh, how do we uh, strategize, get the players into the right place so we can play our best game on Sunday. So that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I like the long-term bits of setting up a season, but really enjoy just the week. Okay, let's go. There's two teams. Um, let's shoot it out and see who can play their best. Robo, formidable opposition, Canberra. Uh, you know, I know you know Ricky Worley was a, a former rooster. Um, how important is it for the players to maintain normality during this grand final week? Yeah, it's really important. So obviously things change in this week. Lots of things get added and, you know, you get photos and interviews and people start staying at your place and all that. So there's things that you – but then I asked them all yesterday, what's the routines that you need to keep? So they need to keep that as sacred, the routines that prepare them every week. Um, and then they need to adapt to the new things that come up. But um, uh, So, yeah, routine's important in all our lives, and especially in weeks when you want to play your best. Robbo, from the back-to-back attempt previously, now obviously we don't like you know to focus too much on back-to-back because we take every season as it comes. However, <laughs> I'm going to throw this in here. What did you learn from your previous back-to-back attempt 
that is going to change this week for you and the grand final on Sunday? Uh, compared, like, honestly, Bell, like, I don't care. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter. This is brand new for uh, for us. You know, we've gone through all that um, and, um, you know, we've got in a position to play a one-off game. None of that, none of that counts. Mm. If you're sort of trying to rely on memory and, you know, you've got your experience, which you will – uh, call on, but then it's it's really about also seeing it with fresh eyes. You're not just trying to hold on and repeat something that you've done before. You're trying to go, what does this week need in 2019 against a different opposition? Um, so your memories hold you in good stead. It gives you um, a good setup, but then, uh, you know, advancing, being better and, and, and improving on what you've done before is key. Robo Silky here, mate. I've got a little bit of a curveball question for you. It's about the football gods. Uh, Luke Keary talks about this time of year, it doesn't matter who you play, you guys play your own game and the football gods will decide. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's what, like there's a real big focus on who you play in the opposition and you have to understand your opposition well. Um, but in the end, we you want to play a style where they have to adapt to you and that's, um, you know, we we talk about us delivering on how we want to play. If we play the footy that we want to play, uh, then we'll get the result that we want. So, um, and 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 that's controllable for us. Yeah, you have to know the opposition and know what uh, how you want to attack that. Um, but you, I think a lot of people get lost in the oppositions, and I've seen it happen before at other teams. But we know our opposition and we play our style. That's that that's the way that we approach it. That leads me into this uh, fan question from Steve Lloyd. How are you preparing for the rough and gritty game plan of Stewart's, um, especially with the stripping of the ball and the intensity of the Ford pack? Well, I think we've got a rough and gritty team. <laughs> we sure do. I think that's that's our. You know, I've said it before. We adapt um, well. We can play. Um, some really classy footy, but then we can get down and dirty. Uh, and we've proven that over years, not just, you know, just not this year. So I think our ability to, um, we train in, in, we have our style and then we train different uh, scenarios, lots of different ways. And that's, that's definitely a way that we do it. Um, so we know what's coming, but, um, you know, we'll play, we'll play any style. Robo. This one's away from football, but if you could give someone a book, and we know you're a learned man and very well read, if you could give someone a book for success, which has had a big impact on your career, what book would it be? There's been a lot. Like, there's there's been a lot of books that have formed the way that I think. I think one that is really simple that everyone needs to employ. I've been asked about it by a few coaches in the last couple of months as well. Read it a few years ago, which was Deep Work, Cal Newport. Um, And I think understanding what's the most important things in the job that you do or the life that you do and, and the, the deeper thought that's needed to to get that done. And then a lot of superficial sort of thoughts can deal with the rest of the things in your life. You can just think on the run. Robo, finally, it's grand final week. We're going to let you go on that note. We want to let you know that everyone here at Radio Hub is wearing their Trent Robinson undies. Uh, we're bringing out a whole range Perfect. of different colognes and things to celebrate your great success. <laughs> uh, mate, as Roosters fans, we're right behind you. You know that everyone will be behind you there. But on a sincere note, mate, you've been exceptionally good to us. We really wish you the best because the football gods shine down. Good things happen to good people, and you're far better bloke than Ricky Stewart. So <laughs> thank you very much for spending time on Roosters Radio, although we do love Ricky. 
Love you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Now, before we look ahead to Sunday night's blockbuster, Bells, our women's team, gutsy in defeat. You know, it was a tight game, but unfortunately, a bit of brilliance from the Dragons put us to bed. Yeah, unfortunately, the girls went down. So not the season that they planned for, obviously. Yeah, um, three. I, I've read in the media, you know, they're asking for more games because it, it is really hard to get momentum and, yeah. and to come together as a team with just that short amount of games. So hopefully next year we'll see more games in the competition and and they can come together as a team. However, it was a great atmosphere out there on Sunday at the yep. game and, and the crowd turned up. Well, and Latrell cheered. was there. Yeah, Latrell was, watching. Latrell was there. They cheered the girls on and a great send-off for Ruan and, yeah. and um, hats off to the girls for... Well, I thought it was great that Ruan could score a try in, in her last game and you know it's probably how she's done it all her whole career tough carries through the middle uh, she carried a couple of players over the try line and it was great which really I suppose sums up the way she's played a football her whole life but Bells let's look ahead to 7 30 Sunday night ANZ Stadium full house Roosters v Raiders so much to play for back to back it hasn't been done since 74 75 how do you see it I am pumped. <laughs> it's going to be a great game on Sunday night. Two solid teams. The key to the game is defence and they've got to stop Papali. And our defence has been outstanding all year. So, you know, our D as we call it. Uh, but it's going to be a great atmosphere out there. Nice, tough, gritty game ahead of us, I think. Yeah, look, I agree. Um one thing that everyone has noticed, particularly from Canberra this year, is their ability to strip the ball. So although defence is paramount, I think uh, possession of the football, so holding onto the ball uh, and respecting the football, I think the team that controls the ball the best will uh, run away with this game. So bearing that in mind, I think, and I agree with you that uh, our defence has been you know, so strong, particularly the last couple of weeks. I'm really confident. I think most Roosters fans are confident. That's not to say that I don't think the Canberra Raiders will turn, uh, won't turn up, but I just feel that there's a lot of pressure on them. They haven't been here for a long, long time. You know, our, our nearly our whole side has played uh, at this level, so I think that puts us in good stead. As we heard from Robbo today, it's just another week of football uh, with players like Cooper and Keary, you know, Boyd. These are big game players, and I think that experience will mean a lot come, uh, you know, about 8.30 on Sunday night. Yes, well, it's been 25 years since Canberra tasted That's glory. Right. So it has been a, a long time for them. And, you know, last year has to come into play and the experience of it. So definitely going to be a hard game on Sunday. Give us a score prediction, Bells. This could be our last show of the year. <laughs> well, um, I okay, I haven't got one right yet. 18-12. Oh, you think it's to be close? Yep, 18-12 to the Roosters. Well, I'm going to go 13 plus. I think we've got plenty of points in us. I'm going to go 24-6. 24-6. There you go, Roosters fans, 24-6, betting with confidence. Well, that's it for another season of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our guests today, Billy Mullins and our head coach, Trent Robinson. But we also want to thank you, the fans and supporters, that tune in each and every week. It's been a great year here at Roosters Radio. Good luck to the boys on Sunday, and as we say each and every week, East, East to win. win. Come on, you chickies! <laughs>